And we are officially live. Yes. Okay. Good evening, everybody. Oh, thank you, Spooky Voyager, for the follow. Appreciate it very much. I am Underground Media, and my co-host is Red, and our guest tonight is Larry from Night Dive, and we are going to be talking cancel culture. Welcome back, Larry. Appreciate you thank having you. on. Welcome back, Great. sir. It's, it's always good to be here. Absolutely. And we like having you here because we can talk games, Absolutely. we can talk history, we can talk culture, we can talk everything. It's great. So um, first first of all, um, Red has already expressed his appreciation. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm either famous or notorious, depending on how you want to look at it, for, for having a t-shirt for, for every occasion. So um, I went with uh, Make uh, Orwell Fiction again um, for this evening. Um, so our, our topic is, uh, is is cancel culture, and, and I had to actually ask for the opportunity to talk about this. Um, there was there was a particular event that that led led me to this request, and this is a headline from um, from Slate, uh, uh, dated uh, April fourth, so so really pretty recent. Mm -hmm. um, the headline reads: Trump decries cancel culture, calls on Republicans to boycott more companies which is a kind of um, ironic headline, right? Um, right. Yeah. You're, uh, you're trying to cancel the cancel culture and saying that canceling the cancel culture is okay. It, it, just one of those things. So I, I thought we would have a, a discussion of, uh, about cancel culture and is it real? Um, what's the history behind it? And, and, and what does it mean for us today? Um, before I, I jump into the topic, I... Um, I thought um, that I, I would actually start with with a bit of a confession. So um, I was born in, in 1955. Um, grew up. Um, you know, a lot of my opinions were were shaped in the in the 60s and the 70s. Um, I have told um, more than my share of um, racist, homophobic, transphobic and just generally uh, offensive um, jokes. And there's a, a defense that, that people of my generation um, often use. And that's, uh, well, you know, it, it wasn't offensive um, during the time we told it. And um, let me let me just say um, on that defense, <laughs> bullshit. Um, uh, <laughs> um, we, uh, we, we always knew those things were, were offensive. And I'll, I'll tell you how we knew those things were offensive. Um, I have been in the room plenty of times when people told um, offensive Jewish jokes, um, either, either based around stereotypes or um, that, that, that endless subject of humor, the Holocaust. Um, and uh, you know, I was uh, I was I was the one sitting there with a, a phony grin plastered on my face. Um, sure. I, I really believe in the the words of of Rabbi Hillel, um, who said, uh, uh, "Do nothing to your neighbor that you would not want your neighbor to do to you." That mm. is the whole of the law. The rest is commentary. So so I, I really believe that. Um, that that said, um, you know, I, I fortunately or, or unfortunately, um, that was before social media. So, 
um, the, the record of, of those things that, that I'm truly sorry for um, exists mostly in my conscience, um, my, my guilty conscience on those topics. And I, I certainly don't repeat that, those behaviors today. I mean, I, I know sure. at the end of the day, A, they're not funny and, and B, they're, they're harmful. So um, that's just that's just that, and that's that's just a, a topic of um, uh, uh, that I wanted to, I wanted to clear clear uh, off my chest. Um, so, sure. so thank you for that. Uh, forgive Absolutely. me, Father, for I have sinned. Um, uh, that said, uh, I, I thought you know usually when I when I when I do these presentations, I, I always like to be you know really serious about. Um, what I'm going to say, I don't try to um, skirt around it. I don't try to make you guess what my point is. Right. So I am. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I what I what I hope that you'll you'll get from um, my thoughts today and and from what I'm going to share with you. Um, one is just because there's a word for something doesn't mean that that thing is real. Um, that's that's the the, the first point. And the second point that, that kind of goes along with it is that is that words have power. Absolutely. Yes, they do. Um, and the words that we use, you know, dictate um, how people are going to perceive them. So, um, so hey, Red, would you would you help me out with this one? Let me uh, let me establish the first point. Red, Red, have you ever gone hunting? Yes, I have. Have you ever gone snipe hunting? <laughs> I mean, other than Call of Duty. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about snipe, Oh, no, snipers. oh, no. I, I have not personally gone snipe hunting, but I've sent people on snipe hunting trips. So, so snipe hunting is something that's famous. I'm glad, I'm glad that you get that. Um, but, um, but, but snipe hunting is something that, that is, is either famous or influ, inf, infamous. Um, generations of, of students have been sent out with their um, forked snit sticks and their, and their snipe bags to go hunt for snipe at night and you know spend all night uh, outside uh, trying to hunt snipe and, and uh, the butt of the joke is that there's no such thing as snipe right so, so it's, there you it's are. like it's but, like the uh, mysterious yeah. jackalope absolutely but the words <laughs> exist right so right. so there's there's a snipe hunt and, and you know i'll tell you where i'm headed is is cancel culture is the term cancel culture really just a, a snipe hunt um, and then the second thing that I'm, I'm going to talk about is is the power of words, and mm -hmm. how we get persuaded by by the words that somebody uses. So, um, I I did some I did some um, research. You know, I'm 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 a historian. I I love that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, well, actually, no, I I'm a historian as as a hobby. I uh, I make video games uh, for for a living, but um, right, but. But I, I did some research into the uh, the origins of the term cancel culture. Mm. So I found um, an article, you know, uh, that that kind of chronologues it. It's it's an interesting thing. Um, the, the first use of the term cancel culture that they found on social media. This is only on social media, but was was dates back to 2014, and it was in an article. Uh, it was it was from a tweet by a guy named Miles McNutt, who's um, professionally professionally a, a TV critic, and um, was at least at the time an assistant professor at Old Dominion University. Mm 
And the thing that's interesting about it is that when, when Miles was talking about cancel culture, he didn't mean anything political mm -hmm. or anything offensive. Um, mm -hmm. What he meant by cancel culture was that um, the TV networks would mm -hmm. give a, uh, a show a, a really brief trial, right? I mean, if, mm -hmm. if the pilot didn't catch on and, and maybe one or two episodes, they would cancel the show. Right. And that's what he meant by cancel culture, right? Yeah, okay. Nothing scary about it. He his right. his exact tweet was it's unfortunate how renew slash cancel culture has made not renewed early read as canceled. Um right. wait and see until pilots come in is is normal, right? Yeah. So yeah. so so that was that. Um but that phrase cancel culture morphed. It, it changed into into meaning something else, and so the right. the meaning of it, you know, um, changed o over over time into something more political. And mm -hmm. uh, as as far as as people can find, it, it really began in 2017. So Ali Raisman, um, famous gymnast, she was um, one of the, the the many young girls to um, accuse Larry Nasser. Um, who was the the Olympics gymnast doctor of of sexual abuse, and it, it's no longer up to debate. I mean, Larry Nasser was convicted for you know something like five hundred counts of of sexual abuse. Um, many of his victims were children. I mean, these were very young young girls, and right. um, and 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 they dressed as one would expect of girls in a gymnastics program, right? Um, right. You know, you, you don't wear, wear, wear a hajib to, to gymnastics, or maybe you do, but, but I mean, you know, it's typically leotards, right? I mean, you know, that's, right. that's what it is. Um, so then Gabby Douglas, a teammate, wrote, well, it is our responsibility as women to dress modestly and be classy. That was not a well-received remark and people felt and my, my tendency is to agree with it that that she was blaming the victim right, mm -hmm. right. um you know that that uh that that young girl wearing a you know a pokemon t-shirt i mean who could resist that kind of thing so um so shanita hubbard um also a teammate um responded by saying let's talk cancel culture um, personally, I'm willing to give a lot of grace to young black girls simply because um, the world doesn't. And so right. the, that that phrase of of cancel culture became linked to the the Me Too movement, right? I mean, right. so you were gonna yeah. you were gonna cancel people where they felt that there were reasonable charges of of sexual abuse. So right. by by 2017, people began talking about cancel culture uh, on Twitter right. in quotes. Right. And canceling became synonymous with denying someone, often a celebrity, attention, right, because of, of something they had done or said. People began denying support to, to once popular figures, including Bill Cosby, yeah. um, Michael Jackson, Roseanne Barr, and, and Louis C.K. Now, let me, let me just go back and say, um, you know, of course, Michael Jackson is, 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 has, has passed. Um, but you know, 
Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby was was able to to dodge the charges until his you know recent um, you know f for a number of years. And Louis C.K., who was who was who was canceled for a while, he came out and he did his own things and 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 broke broke all kinds of records. So mm -hmm. this 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 talking about cancellation of canceling these stars um, is, is is probably exaggerated. Um, I, 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 I mentioned think to a point it is. I've mentioned before, Red, that that I'm also, you know, I, I'm I'm at heart a capitalist, right? And and yes. I believe that I can control my my own IP. Um, I I certainly don't want anyone telling me that I have to put one of the games that I publish on on this site because I have it on that site. It's it's up to me to mm -hmm. choose mm -hmm. where I where I you know display it. And if I disagree with the financial policy, or if I disagree with the political views of a site, I, I don't have to do it. I control my own IP, right? Mm -hmm. And and that makes sense to you. But then when I talk about the Dr. Zeus books being pulled by the estate of Dr. Zeus, mm -hmm. right? Where, uh, if, where, if, go, go ahead, ahead Red. I was going to say, where, where it doesn't make sense to me, okay, is for... Well, I forget. Uh, I just know her by Gina. I cannot pronounce her last name, so I'm going to apologize ahead of time to all of our viewers. She was. She is very open as being a conservative and a Republican, and all of a yeah. sudden she gets shoved off of uh, the the movie Disney series Empire, that she's yeah. in. Yep. You know because uh, the, of, the woman, the woman from so, the Mandalorian, right? Yes. 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 So so now. I, I fail to see where that becomes appropriate because oh. uh, there's several people uh, uh, in, in in all of our worlds that differ in beliefs and opinions, and we're not trying to shove them out of their job, right? So I'm, right. I'm trying. I, that's where I'll, I struggle. I'll, I'll give I'll give I'll give a rebuttal on that kind of right. Okay. Um, I, I, you hire people because they draw an audience, right? And if, and again, it wasn't, it was, I mean, her remarks, her remarks uh, offended, you know, a, a portion of the population. If, if somebody who's in charge of business like me does the equation and says, well, on this hand, you know, are the people that are okay with what she said. And on this hand are the people that, that aren't okay with it. And this hand is, is higher than that hand. Right. Then that's the way she's that that's the way she's gonna go. I will also point out that while she she left the Mandalorian, she got another gig someplace else. Uh, yes, uh, uh, with another uh, uh, entertainer. The, the one that I was gonna actually bring up, and and I I, I want to say it was Teen Vogue, um, somebody that um, that was a social media person on on Teen Vogue, um, had done a series of. Um, Certainly homophobic, you know, possibly uh, racist. I don't remember what it was, right? But but I, I I do remember explaining to one of my friends that when I hire a social media person, if they offend my audience, that is their job. You know, that's right. I, mean, that I hire them plan. not to do that. Yep. Let me let me give you something on the other side to it. Um, something that, that was near and dear to my heart, and and I can't recall her name, but um, she was the author. Uh, she was she was the writer for a video game series, okay. and she did a uh, she did a a post 
on on Twitter about about writing and somebody that that didn't have her credentials that, that was not in the business you know a a a person right. i don't want to i don't want to denigrate them and say a rando but you know it was it was it was a rando i mean it was it, it wasn't right, right. it wasn't the editor of a magazine or whatever right he challenged mm -hmm. average her, person and and she shot him down um by saying, you know, you don't have the credentials. And he said, well, you know, that may be, but I can still be right. And this continued until there were or hundreds of people in, involved in this thread. And oh, she wow. ended up getting fired. And she she accused him of, of mansplaining, saying that, I mean, that's something that, that does happen. But she got fired. And, and I surprised some of my friends in the gaming community by saying that 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 I, I understood and and you know it, it's not up to me to support it. I mean, they didn't ask for my support or opinion, but but I certainly could could explain why they fired her. I don't know if I would right. have done the same thing. It depends on the circumstances, but I can certainly come up with a reason why it might have been, because after like the fiftieth or sixtieth tweet, it wasn't her position. It was that she was too stupid to stop. That's exactly it. And there's you know, one thing I want to mention also real quick is that there is a difference between canceling and accountability. Yes. You can have yes. accountability without completely canceling somebody. And like you said, you know, this, you know, if you hired a social media person to, you know, advertise, to do your marketing, to do your social media, it's their job to have that professional position to act in a professional manner and to do that. And if they are not doing that, then yeah, they are not doing their job. It, or it, it's, it's a matter of competence rather than yes. rather than politics. Right. Um, Correct. The, the, the other thing that the other thing that, that goes that goes with that red and that I and I do want to say is that um, you know, again, you get into that that capitalism thing. We're assuming, and and I'm I'm not I'm not playing games. I mean, I'm pretty sure she got fired for her remarks, right? And and when those right. those came and, out, and and, and and I'll be full I'll, full full uh, disclosure. I'm not aware of exactly what was said. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stand very firm on that. That uh, kind of like uh, I think it was during the uh, uh, the live panel that we did. Um, a subject was brought up and I did not know all the details. So I can only go off of some stories right. that I've seen. So I, I you know, I, I am kind of going a little blind uh, into that particular uh, case. And, and I would say, I would say where you start getting into, into a gray area is, is um, at my company, if I have mm -hmm. certain standards of con conduct, mm -hmm. you may not agree with those standards of conduct. Don't come right. to work for me. Right. But if I have those standards of conduct and you violate them, then, you know, uh, uh, right to work states, right? Uh, you know, right. Yes. Where, where right to work doesn't mean this, this is what you think it means, but, <laughs> but you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service, right? I have the, right. the right. option for that. Yep. So, and again, but we tend to, we tend to view those things through a political prism. And, right. um, and, 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 you know, to favor both sides of it again. Um, and I know I have, I know I have, you know, some friends who are, who are in the gaming industry. I mean, they might, they might take my, my point of view about, you know, at, at a certain point, um, how does, how does that saying go? Um, never argue with a pig. 
because it drags you down into the mud and then beats you with experience. I mean, you know, at a certain point when you're you're in a debate, I, I uh, you know, at a certain point when you're in a debate, you should understand that that you're not making headway and right. and say, you know, choose to right. end it, right? right. Yeah, um, I, which I've I've actually had to do uh, just uh, over the last couple of days over uh, certain um, circumstances that are happening in our world, so. So, uh, so you know, again, and again, let let's talk about let's talk about what's what's harmful or what's not harmful. So, I, I, I told I told a joke the the earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was kind of on the topic of of words, and uh, you know, it's one of my slightly off color jokes. And by the way, you're going to have to book me in to to do a show on Jewish humor. I'll, I'll have to talk about that, and I'll go to the, the 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 origins of the word "off color." But but so here's here's the joke that I told. Um, um, you know, or, organic is is a marketing term, right? Mm-hmm. You you pay extra for organic fruits, organic vegetables, and um, and you certainly wouldn't if the same bag was marked "grown in shit." Which is right. kind of what organic means, right? Now, that's a that's an that's an okay joke. It's a dad joke, but it, it's an okay joke for me to tell in in an adult you know circumstance. Right. However, if I'm a third grade teacher, I probably shouldn't tell that joke in the to my Sunday school class, right? Exactly. That's probably not the the way I should go on that. So you might have some parents kind of. <laughs> so, so, so that's it. You know, that, that's it. Uh, because, because when little Johnny or Janie gets home and tells their parents, I'm going to get in hot water. And if I lose my job, that's not cancel culture. That's that's all no, I want to say. No, about that. in that aspect, you're correct. You know, part of I think again, this is a matter maybe of more not just my opinion, but what I'm speaking about. What I'm about to say is purely from my point of view. Sure. Um, uh, it's hard in, in, in today's society to really say almost anything because it seems, uh, it seems, it, it, it appears that most things are being deemed insensitive, racist, uh, and, and, and the source. Now, again, uh, this is stuff that I'm seeing. I, I'm not saying mm-hmm. this is happening 24 7, 365 all around the world because let's face it, we speak very freely here. Obviously, within reason, because we don't, uh, you know, we're co- conscious of uh, who we right. are and what we do. Um, so it's it, 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 to me, it's a little mind ba- mind boggling, if you will, uh, that sometimes it, what sounds uh, presumably innocent is either a blown completely out of proportion or b labeled something that it truly isn't. So. So I live here in, in Las Vegas now, right? Mm-hmm. And about about a mile and a half from where I live is uh, is a cemetery with, among other graves, the grave of Red Fox. Mm-hmm. If you have never heard Red Fox, plain brown rapper, <laughs> you really should you really should should make yes. make make the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. That said, um, as as you know, Red Fox jokes um, would be considered tame by 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 by. Uh, um, I, I have the feeling that if Red Fox heard Sarah Silverman, for example, he would go, "Can you really say that?" Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely, man. Uh, um, you know, uh, um, I, I, I mean, there, 
that said, we've we've been doing this for a long time. But but right, I'm going to pick up on on something that that you said, which is that by today's standards, mm-hmm. and I want to I want to tell you something that is a recurring theme in 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 my chats and my my lectures. Um, I I often feel that mine was like the last generation that was really taught history, certainly civics, right. but but right. history, and that there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that you guys don't know about mm-hmm. and that is part of, sure. of America's history. So let me share one with you um, that you probably don't know about. Um, and this is this is one of the earliest examples of, of cancel culture that you will ever ever hear. Have you guys ever heard of um, Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle? Yes. The name sounds very familiar. Fatty, uh, Fatty Arbuckle, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, uh, wasn't he a silent movie star? Absolutely. So in, in 1921, he was not only a silent movie star, he was the hottest name in comedy. Wow. Um, he was the mentor for Charlie Chaplin. Yes. He actually, as a director, discovered Buster Keaton. Um, wow. And And it was really cool uh, at the time that you got to do multiple roles because movies were you know, smaller. And so he was an actor. He was a director. He was a screenwriter. Oh, wow. Then came September 5th, 1921. Um, Arbuckle decided to throw a party. He rented um, three rooms at St. Francis Hotel in, in San Francisco. And... Um, he invited uh, a whole bunch of people to come and party, including a 26-year-old actress named Virginia Rapp. Um, last name is spelled R-A-P-P-E. So Virginia became seriously ill at the party, and the hotel um, doctor was summoned. Um, he concluded that um, her symptoms were caused by intoxication. And bearing in mind that this was 1921, um, what do you do for somebody who's had too much booze to drink? You give them morphine. What? Not kidding. Um, two days later, um, you know, Virginia left the party, and two days later, um, she was admitted to the hospital. Her friend, um, whose name was, and again, I, I'm not making this up, Bambina Maud Delmont, um, told the doctor that Virginia had been raped by Fatty Arbuckle. Um, the doctor examined her, found no evidence of rape, although, you know, circumstantial at best, but but there was no bruising. And again, remember how women were, were treated and viewed in 1921. I mean, right. I'm trying to be, be really fair on this, but um, he found no evidence of it. Um, Rapp uh, uh, suffered from chronic urinary tract infections, um, a condition that she often made worse through her drinking. And uh, two days after um, her admission to the hospital, so four days after the original party, um, she died from peritonitis um, caused by a ruptured bladder. An autopsy was done, and um, they they found that that she had not she had never been pregnant. Um, nor had she ever had an abortion, which were things that they they looked at uh, at that time. Um, and Delmont, her friend, again told the police that Arbuckle had raped her friend. Um, Virginia never said that. Her friend said that. Um, okay. The police then 
theorized that Arbuckle's weight on top of Virginia um, was what caused her bladder to rupture. No medical professional ever said that, nor did any medical professional ever offer an opinion whether that was that was you know even even a, a possibility. Um, so uh, Rapp's manager then testified at a news conference that Arbuckle had uh, had used um, a piece of ice as part of of a sex act with Virginia. Um, Witnesses would later testify, and I'll, I'll get to this, that Arbuckle had in fact rubbed ice on Virginia's stomach um, to try to ease her pain. But, but later on, the story changed um, that, that, that Arbuckle had raped Virginia using a Coke bottle. And again, there was, there was no evidence of this. Mm. By the way, um, until relatively recently, I was one of the, the the many many people that believed in the in the Coke bottle theory mm. story, but there was there was zero evidence of this. Right. So um, based on 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 her friends saying that this is what happened and her manager recounting this, um, Arbuckle was was tried twice um, in court, and both of those both of those trials ended in hung juries. Mm. A third trial then commenced. Not only did Arbuckle, um, did this, not only was Arbuckle acquitted, something that was that was pretty close to unique happened. Um, the jury actually issued an apology to him. Oh wow! Wow, which is just just like really weird. Um, dis despite this, Fatty Arbuckle was canceled, and I'll tell you why. Um, so William Randolph Hearst was the most popular media mogul in the United States at the time, huh. right? The, the newspaper guy. And he yeah. went on a crusade saying that not only had Arbuckle done this, not only was it, was it you know, an, an attack on, on Arbuckle, um, but, but it, it, was, it was further an attack on the entire corrupt and evil movie industry, which, you know, mm. of course, was, was run by Jews. And, and, and I mean, there was just a whole bunch of things. It was, right. but, but that's aside from the fact. But there were just a whole bunch of things. And what came out of this was uh, the Hayes Code, which, which mm. for years was just simply known as the code in, um, in the motion pictures, right? right. That, that said, Fatty Arbuckle was truly canceled. Um, not only not only did he never work again, but his movies were actually pulled. Um, mm -hmm. in, in some cases, they were they were destroyed. Um, so Hollywood and, and the press had had really you know done a number on him as, as cancel culture um, for a crime that you know if, if you go by if you go by juries, um, he he did not commit. So. Right. What's the point of my telling the story? Um, the point of my telling the story, first of all, Red, is that this is not a new thing. This has been right. part of, a, of American culture since the beginning. If you go sure. back to the Puritans, right? So the, the Puritans had stockades mm -hmm. for, for people that violated their, their ethical laws, Right. right. And, and it's it's funny because when you start talking about the word, and again, I'm, I'm going to come back to, to words and the power that they have about profanity, 
the root of profanity is profane, which is the opposite of sacred. So profanity in the Puritan days included not going to church and praying all day on Sunday, right? right? Um, for people that, that told that anything that, that was not part of, of the, the Puritan, you know, the Puritan church, the Puritan religious beliefs was considered right. profane and could end you up in the stockades. I would have just spent my entire life there. I just would have been, you know, same here. Right. So, so, uh, so that's, that, that's, uh, you know, that, that's a little bit of a background. I mean, I'm just saying that it has, has always been, been part mm -hmm. of, of American culture. So then that's, that's the first part, you know, is there such a thing as cancel culture? I don't know. It's just it's just culture to me in in the sense that we've been doing it at least since 1921. You know, you could certainly right. go oh, back yeah. back further than that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and and whether it's 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 from um, the left or the right, um, it, it mm -hmm. hardly matters. Exactly. Um, the the whole idea is that people that that disagree with us often suffer. You know. Oh, people that exactly. disagree with the powers that be often mm -hmm. suffer for that disagreement. Mm -hmm. So, right. so, exactly. so that's the, the the first point that I wanted to make, and and then the other one um, about about what the words that we use. Mm -hmm. So, um, Mitch McConnell um, recently made a statement that said, "My warning to corporate America is to stay out of politics." McConnell said at a news conference in Kentucky. Um, before adding, I'm not talking about political contributions. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We want Talk your political about, contributions. Uh, we don't want your opinions. Just yeah, send money that's and um, feel free to agree with me. This from a man that, that in 2010 said about Citizens United, a decision that reversed a hundred years of campaign finance restrictions on corporations, McConnell said, for too long, some in this country have been deprived of full participation in the political process. Mitch was not talking about people. No. Right. Mitch was talking about corporations. Right. And about, about how much money you can give. Now, look, um, I'm perfectly willing to donate $10,000 on behalf of Night Dive Studios to any government program that will give me $20,000 back. There's an old saying, and it's not, it, it does not originate with me, that the definition of an honest politician is one that stays bought. So if you're in the coal industry, donating to, to people who support laws that, that you know, that, that allow you to pollute, that allow you to dump your residue in the streams is, is, is good business, right? You're saving money by, by you know, it, if another politician comes up and says, hey, we, we really like clean air and you guys have to spend $10 million to clean the air and you think, well, for $500,000, I can, I can, you know, I, I can help his, his opponent win the election that makes business sense, right? And so, right. so I'm, right. I'm just it's saying that. Then not politics. It's more business yeah. than it is politics at that point. But you exactly. know, specifically the the issue that McConnell was was talking about was Georgia's laws, um, Georgia's laws that 
are at least interpreted as as restricting the vote. And mm. I, I should probably disclose at this point, you guys know this about me, that that you know I'm I'm kind of a, a card carrying liberal. But but I've been a liberal for I've been a liberal for 40 years. I have other redeeming qualities, but I've been a liberal for 40 <laughs> years and have, have pretty much been consistent in, in most of my positions. Actually, it's, it's probably closer to 50, but, but oh I've been gosh, consistent in my positions, okay. which means if you've been a liberal for 50 years, you're now a conservative, um, at least by, by, some, right. by some standards. Um, so, so, so that said, um, you know, there are things that I think that we as Americans should all agree on. Mm-hmm. The more people that vote, the better off we are. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone should have an easy opportunity to vote. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I don't see any reason why you know why why more people will vote for American Idol than will vote for their state senator. I mean, I think that that's that's problematic. If you're in Michigan. And, 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 and the election day is held on a Tuesday that you don't get off from work in November when the weather is at best uncertain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're making it as hard on you as, as they can. I mean, those laws go back to a time when America, uh, the, the election day, mm-hmm. were, were, were laws that go back uh, to the time um, that uh, uh, we were an agrarian country where those laws were to accommodate farmers that, that you know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't it wasn't planting season and it wasn't harvest season. Right. Well, right. that's that's less of an issue for me. And I, I'll also just um, I'll also just bring up to you that, um, you know, at that same time, the only people that could vote were white male landowners. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, Okay, so yeah, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it, but, but I was okay with those old days. No, no. I'm, I'm well, I'm sure you were. <laughs> but, 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 but there you go, right? I mean, so, so Georgia enacted these laws that certainly made it more difficult, and then, you know, of course, people picked on the one, um, the one about, you know, you can't give water to people that are standing outside to vote. I mean, and that's, and that's probably fair. Yeah. That said, it is up to corporations like Coca-Cola, and Major League Baseball. They should have the right to say, we don't want to be part of this. We don't want to be associated with it. And if you want to do that, then we're going to pull out. Saying that that is cancel culture, but then saying, well, I'm not going to attend an MLB game or, or as Governor Abbott from Texas you know, said, I'm not going to throw right. out the first pitch for the Texas Rangers – Saying that one thing is good and the other is bad when they're when they're right. pretty close. Red, red, go ahead. I know you're going to ask a question. No, no. I was going to make a statement. I, I think from from what I've read, a lot of people are up in arms about requiring an ID to vote. Now, uh, th- that's where I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You, to get an apartment, to get a car, to get cigarettes, to get alcohol, uh, to uh, I mean, there's a plethora of things you need an ID for. Right. Um, so and, and I'm not I, so I, sure. I, I mean, let's, there's a, there's, there's a technique that, that we use in sales, Red, called reduction to the ridiculous. I, I don't know if you've ever, ever heard of that. That's where you pick out not. one thing and you, and, and you, and, and you pick at it. 
Um, right. So, so I'll give you other things that you know that that are are less controversial, or or perhaps more controversial sure. than the ID thing. Um, if I tell you that one of the specific provisions in the Georgia law was that for people that live in rural counties, um, particularly mm -hmm. the elderly that live in rural counties in Georgia, um, for, for, for years, for decades, they have been meeting at church and then taking a bus into a voting station. That's now prohibited. Now, see, I, I could think argue on that saying, well, you know, it's, a, it's the church thing, it's separation of, of church and state, but, but, but. clearly, Clearly, why is that being done? Because the majority right. of people that did that were black. Now, so that that portion of it, I think, is ridiculous. Just like the whole not being able to go out and give people water when it's hot out, people need water. Give them some fuck some freaking water. Uh, I got you. I got you. And, okay. and don't worry about you know, it because because as far as I know, fucking water is a brand. Um, kind of like <laughs> the organic vegetables, right? But um, but no, no. Um, and, and I got you on that. What you've just come to is is something that we're we're lacking, which is which is right. you know a, a rational approach to it. The devil yes. is always in the details. Right. Absolutely. Um, um, but but by and large, by and large, you know, we're, we're not going line item by line item. Um, the right. Georgia proposal rang as being racist to to a number of corporations. And I am going to defend the right of those corporations to not right. you know, to vote with their money. Mm -hmm. So so let me let me just point out to you that that. We're, we're on a semantic thing here and that words do have power Absolutely. That, that if you don't like what somebody is doing, that is cancel culture. But if you do like what they're doing, then that's a boycott. And, and what's the, the origins of that? Can I, um, can I just throw out some stuff about, about boycotts, about how long we've been doing them? Yeah, so, actually, I was um, going to ask you about that because it's like we talk about cancel culture and we talk about like canceling people out and but how is that different than boycott which i think is where you're going with this which i'm glad you're doing that so it absolutely is so um so one of the earliest boycotts of the 20th century um begins in in 1915 in india um mahatma gandhi urges mm. Um, the people of India to not buy British products, but to buy similar products made in in India. Um, so, so he he basically leads a, a boycott over over British goods, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's one example, and it's an early one. Um, perhaps the most famous one here in the United States begins um, in 1955, the year I was born, um, with the the civil rights movement. Um, with the uh, Montgomery um, bus boycott, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, Rosa Parks, with intent, it was not. It was not that she was tired, but, but Rosa Parks challenges the law by sitting in a in a white only seat and refusing to give that seat up. Um, she's arrested, and and so the, the the boycott begins. And the boycott is is supported by, among others, Martin Luther King Jr. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's kind of a famous one, and that that boycott spread through you know municipal bus dr- districts of the South that had had Jim Crow laws. Right. I'm also going to point out that the Georgia law has been termed by Stacey Abrams as Jim Crow too, showing showing you know the the, the power of words on the on the other right. side. Right. right. So so that's 1965, uh, 1955, in 1965, um, a group of Filipino uh, farm workers in um, in California walks off the job uh, to protest working conditions, and uh, Cesar Chavez um, leads the Hispanic workers out on strike in solidarity and for support. But more than that, more than just the strike. It becomes a famous thing of don't buy grapes. Right. Stop supporting oh, wow. the industry by by not not su- supporting grapes. So, um, there there you have there you have you know some examples of it. But let me let me go one step further in um, one of the most fascinating uses of the boycott um, is the United States position against apartheid in um, in South Africa. Um, so the Reverend Dr. Leon Sullivan um, was an African American minister. Mm. Um, he was also a board member of General Motors, which, um, at, you know, for, for times was the largest corporation in the world, and it was certainly the largest employer of blacks in South Africa. So. Um, Dr. Sullivan um, fought for the adoption of what became known as the Sullivan Principles, which mandated um, equal treatment of employees both at work and before and after work. And that was in direct contradiction to the apartheid laws of of South Africa. Um, So this began a corporate policy, a corporate boycott, um, what they call disinvestment by American corporations. Um, among places that, that supported the, the disinvestment of, uh, of South Africa was Michigan State University. They were, they were the first, but they were not the last university to say, we are not investing our pension funds in corporations that, that do business with South Africa. Um, right. So, you know, just, just really interesting on on the um, on the evolution of that. So, why does the word boycott have have so much power? Well, if you um, if you oppose boycotts, you're on the um, in opposition to Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Cesar Chavez, General Motors, <laughs> and half the universities of of, of America. Mm-hmm. Um, where it gets sticky is that, um, you know, you look at the apartheid policies of, of South Africa and, and clearly, you know, South Africa made no bones about it. They were proud to be a, a racist state. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one at that time more racist than South Africa was Rhodesia, um, and, and again, um, you know, you've probably gone wrong when you have to change the name of your country. Yeah. Just saying that, you know, that, that that's, that's kind of the, kind of the litmus test on that. Right, um, right. While we agree with that, 
many of the same people that supported um, those policies against South Africa um, oppose disinvestment in Israel. Mm. Yep. And where you get into it is it, it I, I, I don't want to position myself or for, for anyone. I mean, I think we all are arbiters of, of right and wrong, right? You, mm -hmm. you vote on, on, on what you believe is right and, and, and you know, what you think is, is wrong. Um, the, the problem that comes up is that when, um, when disinvestment agrees with, with my politics, well, clearly it's, it's a, okay. a good thing. Yep. When it disagrees with, with my politics, well, well, now we have a, a problem. Right. Right. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to say, say this to you, Red, if, um, if you don't think that, that major league baseball should have the right to say, we don't want to play the all-star game in Atlanta, then is the, is the corollary of that saying, well, but I can't not go to a football game because Colin Kaepernick is kneeling. Uh, it, it, I, and I'm putting, to, I I'm, I'm putting that on points. you, but but let but let right. me bring it up the other way. If I believe if I believe that it's okay for Major League Baseball to say I don't want to support this policy that I perceive as being racist, then it's okay for the NFL to say I don't support this policy that I think is against the troops or against un American. Yeah. That's that's where you get in, into into some some sticky stuff, and I'm going right. to go back to what you said about the Georgia voting laws and about ID. Mm -hmm. um, the devil is always in the details. Right. I'm okay with any discussion that says I'm going to agree with this point, this point, and that point, but I don't agree with this one, this one, and that one, and and it's hard to be to be nuanced. Mm -hmm. And it means that you have to you have to um, accept certain things. A, a quick story and a quick aside. Um, I negotiate contracts. Mm -hmm. um, that's 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 part of of what I do. And and sometimes you get into some you know granular things. Um, I, I worked for GameStop for for a couple of years. And GameStop is based out of out of Texas. Texas has some interesting laws that go back to the Wild West days. Um, Texas has a law that any commerce that goes through the state of Texas is regulated by the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. Now, that made sense when we were talking about wagon trains. But think about the Internet. All the Internet goes through the state of Texas which meant in the 70s, for example, Texas prosecuted people for violations of, of, of community standards for you know, what they considered pornography, mm -hmm. right? Um, by the way, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but there's, um, there's one line that will live forever from, uh, from the show The Deuce on HBO. Um, you know, it's 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 about the the semi industry in Forty Second mm -hmm. Street, and um, there's a scene where where two organized crime figures 
are, are, are talking ab ab about this. And one says to the other, um, well, they've ruled that community standards are, 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 are what you, you know, you, what, what you use to judge whether something is pornographic or not. Mm. The other one kind of shakes his head and says, so what are our community standards? And the first guy says, this is New York. We ain't got any. <laughs> right. Um, but, 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 but again, you know, again, how do you regulate that? Well, one of the contract negotiation tools, I and mean, we wanted to have everything where, and I don't mean to throw out, you know, legal bumbo jumbo, but, but venue and governing law were, were mm -hmm. Texas, right? And, um, and, and often we had to negotiate about what the governing law was and, and we could find a middle ground on that, but then you get up to venue. So I always used um, a, a simple principle. If, um, if, if you sued us, you had to come to Texas to do that. Mm -hmm. If we sued you, we had to go where your state was. After a while of doing that, I also found out that um, because they had, had bought my company's division from Michigan, we were actually chartered in Michigan. So I, I also used to recommend that, um, that, that, the, that the venue statute be um, come to Michigan in February. Yep. You're going to have to really, really want to sue us to do that. Exactly. Um, um, but, but I used to refer to that as the principle of mutual inconvenience, right? Mm. The goal in it was, was to make sure that there were no frivolous suits. And right, I'm going to say the same thing. You know, we don't want to go through the details. We often want to look at something and say good or bad. I mean, that's that's being an American. I, I, I always used to work this into a conversation, you know, right. what are the two words that all Americans hate? It's complicated. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Right. We want the we want the good guys to wear white hats and the bad guys to wear black hats so that we don't we don't have to do anything, anything nuanced. And when some guy comes out with gray or paisley, we're like, I don't know. Yep. It's confusing. I don't know. I think that's kind of how we are as a society, too, is that, yeah, you know, absolutely. we, we, we want to be like, okay, well, this news outlet or this article said it was all about this. Well, I'm just going to take it at that because it, that's the easy thing. You know, right. they're telling me so, what it is. That's the easy. You know, you, you bring up community standards and, and that brings up a whole nother ball of wax when it comes to perceived or, or legit cancel culture is who governs these community standards for example and i'm going to give a very prime example okay full disclosure for all my all the viewers out here you are about to hear some language that may not be suitable for little ears so please plug them or mute your speakers <laughs> with that being said i posted a video i think it was either on facebook or TikTok. all right and my opening was fuck your god and it was pointed at certain people of certain faith. And it was it was a pointed conversation to stop shoving your religious beliefs down people's throats and expecting them to abide by your religious standards because that's what works for you, right? And now, with that being said, I was watching something on uh, TikTok. And I reported it for what I perceived it to be hateful speech. 
However, because of who was saying it, it did not go against their community standards. Now, that is a double standard, in my opinion. Okay, now hear me out. When you're going to sit there and basically, bluntly, say, again, pardon my mouth, fuck the police, do them harm, that's hate speech. But yet, if I come out and say, you know, fuck your God or fuck your cause... I'm saying, I'm, I, I, all of a sudden, I'm saying hate speech, but you're not because you're saying, you know, do harm to right. the police. Now, so the double standard in, in, in the society, I, I think, is part of the fuel in the fire of this uh, cancel culture, as it's called. Um, go ahead. Well, again, again, I mean, there's, 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 there's two things on that. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say again, you know, a, a more nuanced, more nuanced. Sure. Red, I, I have, I personally, um, you know, don't really have a hard, uh, have, have a problem with your saying it on TikTok. However, if you said it in the Baptist church on Sunday. That would be a different story. Location, exactly. location, location, right? Yes, um, yes, um, absolutely. There's, there's that. Um, the the <clears throat> other the other part that that I would say is is what is your goal? All right, Where, if you use that language, you know deep in your heart of hearts, where 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 no BS lives, that you're mm -hmm. doing it for the shock value. And if you do mm -hmm. something for the shock value, you have to accept that some people are going to get what's the word I'm looking for? Shock. Offended. Offended, right, uh, right, right. I mean, so, that's, but, that, but, but at the same time, should they not? Uh, if they're saying the same thing, just different words, uh, maybe even on a completely different right. subject, should they not be held accountable to the same rules that they're trying to essentially uh, and force on other people? My 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 policy my my policy personally would be would be for one of consistency. If you ban right. A, you ban you ban B. 